Hi, this is Joe Sorrentione. I'm a distinguished fellow at the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft, and I'm joined today by Nada Hashemi, who is the director for the Center of Middle East Studies at the Joseph Korbel School of International Studies at the University of Den Denver. Nada, thank you so much for doing this with me. Joe, it's great to be talking with you today. Uh, we're all watching the um, um, uh, the nuclear negotiations um, in Vienna. They've stalled. Um, the general view is that, you know, we're very close to an agreement, but um, the, the final details need to be sort of um, uh, negotiated between the two sides. But one of the issues that has emerged is this whole question of the timeline for reaching a nuclear uh, agreement uh, between the United States and Iran. And this issue has been raised that um, the Iranians now are learning more information about how to develop nuclear weapons. Um, they're spinning advanced centrifuges. They're obtaining new nuclear, nuclear knowledge. Thus, the breakout time that Iran has um, to um, make a nuclear weapon, if ever there was a moment of crisis, has significantly shrunk. Um, and so the argument is, is that we only have about a month or two before um, this entire process becomes irrelevant. Um, uh, because Iran will have new nuclear knowledge at its disposal. What do you make of that argument? I, I think we're in trouble. I think the prospects for getting a deal are at best 50-50 at this point. And I think most experts, including the negotiators at the talks, uh, a month ago would have said that it was, it was going to happen. We were inches away from concluding a deal, but then the Iranian politics intervened as we had warned. Many of us had warned the Biden administration that they had to start this process early, that they should have been doing this in January and February and March. They didn't get going until April. And that meant that they ran right into the Iranian elections. And now we have a new hardline government there, which is this week we're getting news that they're going to come back to the table with new negotiators with, quote, new instructions and a new approach that does not bode well. That looks like the, the Iran's going to take a hard line making demanding new concessions from the United States, which the United States is probably not going to be able to give. So we're looking at the collapse of these talks in very real time. What does that mean? And this is what the New York Times article was about. All this time, Iran has been adding new centrifuges, has been increasing its stockpile of enriched uranium gas, has been putting in new kinds of centrifuges. And, and, that, and that means that they are getting closer to the ability to make the material for one bomb. Basically, it's a function of the amount of enriched gas they have, low enriched gas that they have, and the number of centrifuges and how good those centrifuges are. And it's very well possible, in fact, likely that within about a month or two, they will have the machines and a big enough stockpile of gas that they can just feed that gas into these advanced machines and turn out the material for a bomb in a matter of a couple of weeks, as opposed to a year which was what the Iran deal had guaranteed that they couldn't make this for a year. So we're getting we're getting close, and at that point, it might be no point in going back to the JCPOA. So we're in trouble here. Yeah, I share your and let concern. Me ask you, Go ahead. Well, and I'm worried about. Meanwhile, what's happening is that the conflict in the Gulf between Iran and Israel is heating up. We're having attacks on each other's ships, and you've been talking about this a lot. How worried are you about this? this low-level shadow war between Israel and Iran? 
Well, I'm very worried about it. I mean, um, listeners will recall that in the last few months of the um, uh, Trump administration, there was a serious attempt by Israel to, I think, scuttle the prospects of diplomacy in the future by attacking Iranian nuclear installations, economic installations, assassinating Iranian nuclear scientists, uh, etc. So I think um, this is very much part of the plan that Israel has. I mean, there's always been a long going what's called a shadow war between Iran and Israel hitting each other's targets in the region. But I think there's an opportunity now that Israel sees to, you know, uh, derail the possibility of diplomacy by stepping up these attacks, hoping that Iran will retaliate. Uh, then um, leading to a new crisis that would perhaps result in military action. So I'm very worried about not just uh, the uh, point that you made with respect to Iran's new uh, nuclear technology and um, uh, knowledge of how to produce a nuclear weapon, but also, you know, the point of, you know, Iran-Israel, you know, tensions heating up and um, uh, really killing forever the possibility of uh, diplomacy. And meanwhile, there's another crisis that's sort of independent of both of these, but impacts both of them. And that's the pandemic that's hitting Iran hard. And it looks like there's a new surge of the coronavirus in Iran. What do you think of that? No, you're right. Iran is facing its worst coronavirus uh, moment uh, since the beginning of this pandemic. Uh, you know, officially, you know, yeah, I mean, two, two days ago, 542 people died of the coronavirus. That's the official figure. Uh, the true number is much larger. And so this is just another layer of sort of internal uh, crises upon crises that the Islamic Republic is facing. And you would think that, you know, wiser minds within Tehran would want to resolve some of these problems. Uh, but it's uncertain whether they have the interest or the ability to do so. And so, you know, getting back to the nuclear negotiations, we'll have to see who the new uh, negotiating team uh, from Iran will be that they'll send to Vienna. If it's a hardline lineup, then I think, you know, the prospects for resolving this are going to be very uh, diminished. Right. We have these three inter intersecting crises, shadow war, uh, co possible collapse of the talks and the COVID crisis all exacerbating each other. This does not look good. Nader, thank you so much for joining us today.